It's five minutes past three. Lagos first hat fact of the day. We had 187 new COVID confirmations yesterday. That's less than half of last week. Uh, that's last week Thursday. And uh, hospitalizations are down as well. Here in Lagos, the Health Commissioner Akia Bayomi says bed occupancy in the COVID wards is down to 8%. So we now have lots of beds for any new serious COVID cases. But I don't want those new cases to be you, so please <laughs> limit your movement. Wear a mask whenever you are out and about or when you are around people. Give gap, keep your distance, wash and sanitize your hands. But also keep listening to hard facts. Starting with the big three, let's talk about um, FEC approving $1.5 billion for rehabilitating the Port Harcourt refinery. Then let's talk about the clash in Ketu between market boys and uh, local vigilantes. And then let's talk about Governor Masari of Katsina saying that Nigeria has become economically attractive to kidnappers from other countries. Now, remember, you can talk to us via Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. We are also streaming on Facebook and YouTube, Nigeria Info 99.3 for Facebook, Nigeria Info FM for YouTube. On the big hard fact, let's talk about the problems between uh, commercial drivers the unions and the abueros i'm supposed to be joined by the chairman of the lagos house of assembly committee on uh, transportation i do hope that he joins us at five o'clock of course these updates will come your way at the top of every hour i always say that if you listen to this show and you listen attentively you will become the winner of just a minute for the day so with facts on area info Info. Does rehabilitating the Port Harcourt refinery make fiscal sense? Does it make sense? What happened in Ketu yesterday? Is Nigeria attracting kidnappers from across the Sahel region? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. FEC has approved $1.5 billion for fixing the Port Harcourt refinery. That's our first story. Now, I have to point out that this is not a new development. The contract for rehabbing the refinery was actually sealed last year. So now the Federal Executive Council has approved the payment. Now, remember, a few weeks ago, we talked about the federal government's plan to sell the refineries. They to sell them in order to fund the next budget. And at the time, I told you that some analysts were wondering how they could sell the refineries in their current state. Remember that we saw the reports recently that the refineries have been losing hundreds of billions of Naira yearly since 2014. So most analysts feel that no investor in their right mind would choose to buy these refineries in their current state or even go into PPP. And so maybe that's why the government wants to fix the pH ref the refinery first, maybe. But this raises questions about cost-effectiveness and cost-benefit analysis. Because $1.5 billion is more than 600 billion naira. This year's federal budget is 13 trillion naira. So it's going to cost roughly 5% of the annual budget to fix this refinery before selling it. So the question now becomes, how much will the government get from whoever buys this refinery or takes it, uh, takes it on via uh, PPP? How much will that deal add to the next budget? Would it have been worth it? And let's say that the government decides to keep the refinery again we have to ask questions about the intrinsic value according to the guardian nigeria has spent over 25 billion dollars on turnaround maintenance on the refineries and they're still losing money due to underproduction so the big question now is will this 1.5 billion dollars make any difference at all here are some hard facts for you. The pH refinery has a capacity of 210,000 barrels a day. The Dangote refinery is going to have a capacity of 650,000 barrels a day.
The refinery side of the Dangote complex will cost $10 billion. That's just something for you to put in your pocket. But Lagos, tell me what you think. Should the government go ahead with this planned rehabilitation of the Port Harcourt refinery? What should happen next? Do you think government should keep it? Do you think government should sell it? 0700-993-993-993-0700-993-993-993. We have a number for female callers, women only. 01465-7190. That's our number for women only. And then WhatsApp is available. WhatsApp is OHO 959-75805. OHO 959-75805. Do you think the government should go ahead with the planned rehabilitation of the Port Harcourt refinery? What do you think should happen after that? Do you think they should keep it? Do you think they should sell it? Let's talk to Adegoke in Lekki. Hello, Adegoke. Thank you very much for calling us. Yes, yeah, Sandra. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, as for the uh, Potaco refinery, I, I have somebody, a relative who works with NMPC, and she told me just this morning. Hello? Are they okay? Are you there? Hello? Hi, are they okay? Can you hear me? Yeah, she said some money have been released already by the federal government for the rehabilitation, you know, and they're actually working hard to to revitalize the... All right, then. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello? Okay. 99.3, hello? Good Turn your radio off. Good afternoon. What's your name? This is Andy Okoro. Call from the listener. Welcome, Andy Okoro. If actually they want to work on that refinery, why now? Why not? Why would they start it now? This is just an opportunity for people to just um, probably carry their last money in this administration. How, how can they start it now? This is something that they promised in their um, campaign. Why now that they are about going 2023 uh, is here? And now they want to start uh, the habitation of refinery. And then all the time we have been hearing about some around maintenance, some around maintenance. What actually were they maintaining? And the other, the minister, uh, the, the minister, the man from Bayosa, mm. the other day said that, that uh, they are still paying the workers. Since the inception of this administration, they are paying all the workers. When, they, when, we, when he was asked why paying them, he said that if, if they should leave them, that uh, that means a lot of um, people will, be on, will not have jobs. That is why they are still paying them. And now they are, want to share the last one. What kind of maintenance? Are they? they are already out. Let them leave it. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for calling. Gabriel in Victoria Island. Hello. Yeah, good afternoon. And Gabriel from VIA. Yeah, which Portacourt? Is this Portacourt 1 or Portacourt 2? Which one? Which one? They are putting 1.5 billion. Um, Port refinery. Portacourt refinery, yeah. They, they have to there. They have to. I know I know about it. And they have to. We have to in Portacourt. Which two do we have in Portacourt? There's, in the, yeah. there's, uh, there's only one refinery. There's two refineries in Portacourt. Where and where? There's the one collected by Shell Far by 1965. There's one built by Babagida 1989. Which one? Which particular one? Well, there's so so. Where are they located? Because I only know about one refinery, and I I think both of them are in the same complex. Okay. Right. So you're talking you're talking about the refinery in Alisa, right? Alisa, yes, the first one. That was the first refinery in Nigeria. But, yeah. but, but, but I get that view the second one, nineteen eighty nine. Okay, yeah. but, but but does it matter which refinery? Is there a difference? It, it matters, no, no, it, it matters. You cannot refurbish the one of nineteen sixty five. Well, the two refineries. Well, I, I hesitate to call them two refineries, but the ones you're talking about are in the same complex. What IBB did was add new capacity, and both of them are being refurbished. I think they are just wasting money since uh, about just now. They have been pumping money on on refinery. No one is working. No one is working. So, in your no opinion, they shouldn't do this. They should not do it. They should just tell it out. What about just do was the best thing when Yadura came. He, he, he collected from 
You want that go to buy? Uh, no, no, no. We well, are just well, wasting time. But there are money. concerns. There are concerns that if they sell the refinery the way it currently is, they won't get good money for it. Uh, this man bought in uh, 2007. Uh, the same man, uh, he bought for Tarkot. I think he bought for Tarkot. I will show that one. And this, the Bajadura came and collected back. And that's where the, the home mistakes start from. We are the pumping money on that refinery. If your engine knocking in your motor, what, what do you do? You, you remove the engine that you buy to use one or you buy a brand new one. You cannot be fixing something that's already outdated. That's why we didn't want to do the final. That's why I build brand new refinance. Then you stop wasting our money. All right, Gabriel, thank you very much for calling. Eze in Ogun State, how are you? Oh, good afternoon, ma. Good afternoon, welcome. Yeah, this is a calling from Odogolia. You see, eh, this government, they are just only boosts. All the projects that they have set up, which one have they completed? So let them leave that refinery and settle themselves and go on 2023. Let's look for another new government. And that government should be the one to start it in earlier time so that they will finish it and Nigeria will have rest. Because if they start it now, the next government will say, ah, we are not the one who started it. Then they will abandon it. So let them leave it as it is now until when we establish new government in Nigeria. Then they can be able to, to fix the refinery so that they should not go there at all, at all. Let them face the one they have faced off now. Like uh, Lagos, about the express, the third uh, Niger Bridge. They should finish that one and leave the refinery first. Use that pay for refinery, those uh, bridges and the uh, roads. And let the road work first. Then we'll talk about uh, how to get the refinery working. So please, that's what I have to contribute. Thank you very much. Eze, thank you very much for calling us. If you just joined the show, uh, the Federal Executive Council approved $1.5 billion for fixing the Port Harcourt refinery. That's our first story on today's Big Three. Now, when we started, I told you that this thing is not a new development. The contract for rehabilitating the refinery was sealed last year. What has just happened now is that the payment has been approved. We talked about refineries a few weeks ago. We talked about the federal government's plan to sell the refineries a few weeks ago. They want to sell them so that they can fund the next budget. At the time, I remember telling you that analysts were wondering how they could sell the refineries in their current state. Because we saw reports recently that the refineries had been losing hundreds of billions of naira yearly since 2014. So a lot of the analysts who I had conversations with at that time uh, said to me, Sandra, no investor in their right mind would choose to buy these refineries in their current state or even going to PPP. And so maybe that's why the government wants to fix the, the, the Port Harcourt refinery first. That's just, you know, us putting it out there. Now, it raises some questions, you know, and those questions um, um, circulate around cost effectiveness and cost benefit analysis because $1.5 billion is more than 600 billion naira. And I told you that this year's federal budget is 13 trillion naira. So it's going to cost roughly 5% of the annual budget to fix this refinery before they can sell it. So the question becomes. How much will the government get from whoever buys this refinery or takes it, uh, 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 takes it on via PPP? How much would that deal after the next budget? Would it even have been worth it? And if the government decides to keep the refinery, again, we have to ask about the value, the intrinsic value. Because The Guardian is reporting that Nigeria has spent more than $25 billion on turnaround maintenance on the refineries. And they're still losing money due to underproduction. So this $1.5 billion that we want to pump in here now, will it make a difference? And then I shared some hard facts with you. I told you that the PHR refinery has a capacity of 210,000 barrels a day. And the Dangote refinery is going to have a capacity of 650,000 barrels a day. The refinery side of Dangote's complex will cost $10 billion. Now, knowing all of this, hearing all of these details, do you think the government should go ahead with this planned rehabilitation of the Port Harcourt refinery? 
Do you think the government should keep the refinery? Do you think the government should sell the refinery? 0700-993-993-993. For the women, 01465-7190. 01465-7190. That's the number you should be calling if you are a woman. On WhatsApp, 080-959-75805. 080 We've got Aibe on the line. Hello, Aibe. Thank you for calling us. Sandra, top of the day to you. Top of the day to you, so. Yeah, as regard to the where your what you are saying, um, uh, the refinery. Mm. It is not this that matter. But how long will it take to fix it before it start working? Because if you give contract to do a work, the contractor is supposed to tell you this is how many years it will take to put it in order before it start working, or from uh, after six months of one year. We can start producing the petroleum. But nothing like that. Just a matter of we gave out the contract to put the refinery in order. How many years will it take to put it in order? And when will it start functioning? Whether under six months, whether one year, other after they must run away from the office, another another government will come and say they did rubbish. All the money just went go down like that. So we have to be specific and know what we are looking at. Mm. And they were about to borrow money abandoned in the bank. The, uh, what they call it, they have money or money that people did not claim for three years or four years. Yes, the amount of money. Okay, if they, hello? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm if hearing they, you. If there is money, why borrow? Which money are they going to use to, re, to repair this finery when they are looking for money to borrow? The one they have borrowed from China, they have not paid back. So what kind of giving out, the, where do they get that money from? Or is it just on the air or as well? Let them give us the explanation. All right, Aibu, thank you very much. Very, very, very important questions uh, Aibu asking there. Let's talk to Chika. Hello, Chika. Thank you very much for calling us. Hello. Hi, Chika. Good to have you on the show. Good afternoon, Sandra. Good afternoon. Please, this government, they really failed us in every area. They should just leave that refinery alone and pack their baggages and leave. Because I don't trust. Even when they tell you good morning, please look at the time to be sure it's morning. <laughs> so they should just pack their baggages and leave. They are just, I, I don't know how we Nigerians fell for them and allowed them to come to power. Just giving them this opportunity, see how they failed most Nigerians. Please, they should just leave it alone and let another government come in and revamp it, whether sell it or do anything, let them, because they once, once they leave now, if they don't, they will say that another government should do it. They shouldn't just touch it. They should just leave it. Why now? How come they are just waking up from their sleep now? All right, Chica. Please, they should just leave it. All right. Thank you very much for calling. 99.3. Hello. Hello. All right, then. Uh, 99.3. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, Sandra. Yes, thanks for calling us. What's your name? This is Chief Onodugo from FESAC. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Go ahead. Yeah, I greet you, dear. I greet you, too. Let them leave everything and pack their bag and go. Because they said... The period of the time is that we do it in the past of 24 months, 24 months, and by 24 months they have they have finished their tenure. Are you understanding me? Okay. 24 months they have finished their tenure. Okay. Then the work that you cannot finish, what are you trying to do it again? 24 months you have your tenure have finished now. Then what do you, whom are you leaving it for? Then another government will come and start doing it. Let them go and finish Niger, second Niger bridge. Hmm. No, 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 let go about the express road. Let them go and finish it. Look at Ajokute there. They, they, they said something about it. Let them touch it, touch it to go and finish it. And Ajokute has been there for so many years. And let, another government will come and say they will put something at Ajokute. Ajokute is a, is a, is a, is a factory that will produce everything 
that we need in this country. But nobody, when they come, they will, everybody will siphon their own and go. But, Let but, them leave it. But, but you know, t- 24 months is two years. Should the government not start any new projects for the next two years? Which government? This very one? Yes. I mean, should, should they not do anything for the next two years? Let them, do in the, let them go to the ones they have started already. Hmm. That is what I'm saying. Let them go to the one they have started and finish it up. Okay, why not to, say, to go to that Ajokute? They're supposed to go there now and do something. Okay, let them, let them go to that Niger, Niger, second Niger bridge. Okay. And to finish it up, let's see. Okay. All right. Okay, so, look at my Niger Express Road. We'll let them finish it up now so that everybody will rest and count it, and count it for them. Then you go and touch here, touch here, touch here, touch here. You say you, we can't be, be, here, be here and all this. But, 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 but work is currently ongoing at the bridge now. Nothing now. Uh, we, 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 we pass there every day. We pass there every day. Nothing, nothing, nothing. All right, Chief. Thank you for calling me. I need to take a break. Lagos, don't go away. This is Hot Facts. This is The Big Three. The Big Three. On Hot Facts. On 99.3 Nigeria Info. Our second story on today's Big Three is the clash in Ketu yesterday between fruit market boys and so-called eco-sea boys. Now, the details are still sketchy, but we're getting reports that young men from the fruit market went to meet the traditional ruler, but were kicked out of the palace. Later on, they allegedly began to attack the community, and that was when the eco-sea boys struck back. We're hearing that half a dozen people are confirmed injured and that shops, stalls and homes have also been attacked. I'll be giving you updates as I get them, but I also want to hear from you. Those of you who live and work there in the Ketu area or who have people there, please give us a call and tell us what happened. What exactly happened? What was the extent of what happened? 0700-993-993-993. What happened in Ketu yesterday? If you if you know, please call. Tell us. 01465-7190. 01465-7190. And why do we have so many groups and so many organizations ready to clash and use violence? Why has government been unable to, so far, check these groups? 99.3. Hello. Hello. Thanks for calling. What's your name? My name is Ole. Good to have you on the show. Can you turn your radio off? Okay. I just did that now. All right. I, just want, to, I just want to contribute to the first um, story. Victory mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a story. Yeah. That has to do with the Port Accord refinery. Mm-hmm. I heard in another station this morning mm-hmm. why the Minister of um, Petroleum was talking that it's going to take three um phases that the first one will take like 12 months it will take 12 months mm-hmm. the second phase will be 24 months mm-hmm. why the third phase will be 48 months right so it is possible for this government to have you know they won't be in that position mm-hmm. as in they won't be in that position before the before it's over. Mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. so it is better for them not to start what they will not be able to finish since there is no political ideology in this country. What mm-hmm. if they are not the party that will come back again? So who will continue from where they stop? That means other governments have to, like, abandon and start all over again. So it's better for them not to even start. But they're supposed to be. But they're but but they're supposed to be continuity. You know, I mean, I hear you when you say that there's no ideology with the politics, okay. but okay. they're supposed to be continuity, right? Yes, they're supposed to be, but we all know what is happening in Nigeria today. Mm. We all know each party with their own agenda. Mm. Uh-huh. So 
I think it is better for them not to start than to start and not be able to finish. To finish. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you very much. You made quite a lot of points. The number for women is 01465 7190. 0145 7190. We've got uh, WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080 959 0809595805. We've got Mrs. Ibouchi on the line. How do I say your name? Ma? R-D-E-A-W-U-C-H-I. Ibouchi. All right. Thank you very much for calling. You're live on the show. Uh-huh. I'm on the I'm on the road now. Okay. I want to contribute to that of the cleanup they said are going to clean Ogoni land since the, the inception. Have they done that? The refinery that Dangote started building, the money they are using to pay money to pay for subsidy, is it not enough to, to, to build another refinery? When they were coming, they, they told us that one naira would be one dollar. They told us that they will, they, will refine, they, will, they will repair all the refineries and they will build 30,000 30, refineries for us. They say we should stone them if they don't keep their promises. What have they done for us? I am an elderly, I'm, I am a senior citizen. But I'm just sorry for our, I'm just very sorry because my children are there, my grandchildren are there. They are not doing us any good. All that they promise. They are all lying. They are, it is now they are stealing with impunity. I live in satellite town. I cannot come out. I cannot go because of uh, trailers everywhere. What is, the, what, what is this government up to? Have they come to destroy the country or have they come to repair? They should help us. They are lying. They should leave refinery. Let it remain there. Let them, God knows who is going to... Uh, the children of Israel were in Egypt. They nearly died until God had mercy and brought them from Egypt. Go one day, we have mercy on Nigeria, and he will not allow us to perish. He will deliver us. All God right. bless Sandra. Bless you as well, Matt. Thank you very much, Mrs. Ibawichi, for calling us, Lagos. Uh, let's uh, take a look at our second story, because, I, of course, I, I, I told you that uh, we don't quite have details of what happened there, but we got reports that young men uh, from the food market went to meet the traditional ruler, and then they were kicked out of the palace. Later on, they allegedly began to attack the community. That was when um, Ikosi boys struck. So that's what led to the clash between uh, fruit market boys and so-called Ikosi boys. Now, I, I want us to also have a, a bigger conversation about gangs, about unions, about factions, about boys. By the way, at 5 p.m., we're talking about the issues between commercial drivers, the unions, and agwirus. We're supposed to have Adewale Temitokbe of the Lagos House of Assembly. He's the chairman of the House Committee on Transport. But you see that issue, eh? It's part of the same phenomenon. We seem to have various groups in the state who exercise unofficial power over some of the commercial activities in their area. And these groups appear to be very willing to use violence when they don't get their way. Now, under normal circumstances, that should not be happening because the police are supposed to stop anybody trying to use violence. But some would say that this isn't happening or it's not happening quickly enough. And so these groups get to act violently for commercial gain. My question, Lagos, is why this happens? Why does this happen? Why are these groups able to get away with it? Why do we have so many of these groups of boys and young men? Some will point to the high unemployment and low education. I don't know. What do you think? And why are these boys able to clash and attack and destroy and get away with it? 0700-993-993-993 for men and 01465-7190 for women. Hello, thank you for calling us. Hello. Thank you for calling. What's your name? Yeah, keep me calling back. Welcome As back. regards to these uh, communal clashes or pop clashes, mm-hmm. is the way government settled, uh, you know, handles these uh, subjects. Okay. If they are specific, 
on the role they ought to play, you will say everybody will sit orderliness. Okay. During the military regime, there are no, as far as we are limited, there were no court, uh, court everywhere. There were no unions upon unions everywhere. But now, the police, who supposed to register any union, or take uh, uh, give the union to the traditional ruler to register under them, based on the locality where they come from, mm. that is not done. Because the purpose of the traditional ruler, or the upper, is to relate with the lowest level, or those who cannot express themselves in English language. So here we have to educate them and give feedback to the government or to the local government. The local government gives feedback to the governor. Nothing like that exists. Then we supposed to have the lower arm of the government, which is the councillor office. There is no councillor office. Mm -hmm. Where the councillor will have to register some union. Mm -hmm. And anybody that wants to advertise to employ people, you have to let the uh, councillor know. Some people will come and say they have employment. They will do so many things. They ask people to be taken from with 1,000. Eventually, they, after many people have registered with them, they run away. Hmm. It's that is the responsibility of the government to guide the lower people who are hungry, but they do not know the right way. The, uh, the counselor, what is the purpose of the counselor? The counselor is to sit down now in the local government and collect money every month without doing anything at all. Eh? He cannot supervise work. He cannot go around the where they is being uh, appointed as a counselor. Nobody in that avenue know him as a counselor. Only when they are about to do election, you see many pictures all over the place. Is that the way educated people are supposed to be? When the blind man lead a blind man, both of them will fall into this. Uh, the education the Nigeria receive, we are not receiving the dividend at all. We are just after the money. Eh? This Agbaru is getting too much in Lagos. It's because the government is uh, feeding on them, the traditionals are feeding on them, they are all after money. All right, thank you very much for calling. Chikwebuka is in Shololo. Hello, Chikwebuka. Sandra, not all these equally. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I've told you for end of the month, buy me my credit. <laughs> we will try. How are you, Sandra? I'm very well. Good. Um, let me take it from the first one. Okay. Um, if the if the government is going to be sincere about fixing the refinery, mm -hmm. I have no problem with that. Okay. Because I've always said or asked what the uh, job of a labor union is. And that's why I've always urged them to do what? To hold the government by the job bullet, as in they should fix the refineries in six months or even three months. So if they're going to be sincere with it, I don't have a problem with that. Then secondly, um, the issue of the fighter came to two days ago, I was at just at that spot. Mm. That was on Demory. Mm -hmm. That's behind Tipa. I've been behind Tipa. Mm -hmm. My friend had a birthday. We're just three or four, so they're about. Mm -hmm. And that fight started. And they began to shoot. The guys would chase these guys to Demory. They would run back. Sandra, I had to enter under my friend's uh, bed in his bedroom mm -hmm. when they were shooting sporadically. Wow. And I wonder where they got these ammunitions from. I never knew the thing would escalate to this time. So how come these people are armed? And then daylight, not night or daylight, mm -hmm. these fights will start and they'll be shooting at each other. And we have law enforcement agent right there. There's a police station right there at K2 there. Everyone knows that station there. And I wondered what they did. How long will this continue? And innocent people will keep dying, keep sustaining injuries. And these boys will not be arrested, they will go scot free. Mm. Just like Friday years one. Mm. Under arrest my case. Thank you, Chikwe Buka. God will save us. <laughs> the favorite Nigerian line, God will save us. We've got uh, messages on Twitter. And Dubeza says, uh, please mark today's date. They are just indirectly opening an account for 2023 election campaign. Uh, Egoigwe says kidnapping is a thriving business. So those in Sahel region are coming in to cash out. Well, yes, that's our uh, third story on today's Big Three. Governor Aminu Masari of Katsina State says that Nigeria is, kid is uh, attracting kidnappers from neighboring countries.
Masari said, quote, yes, there are kidnappers, there are bandits around, but look at the whole world and look at the position of Nigeria in the Sahel region. Are we not the richest? So the attraction even for kidnappers to come to Nigeria is there. If you kidnap somebody in Mali, where are you going to get thousands? If I kidnap you in Nigeria, I get millions. So all of us will have to rise to the occasion. End quote. That's the governor of Katsina State, Masari. He's saying that the high rate of kidnapping is a sign that life is good in Nigeria compared to our neighbors. I wonder what you say to that. Now, of course, this raises the question of why Nigeria is unable to stop these kidnappers, these foreign kidnappers. If these bandits are indeed coming to Nigeria from Mali and Niger and other neighbors, like Masari is saying, how come the Nigerian security services are unable to detect and stop them? I mean, these are armed gangs, right? And then Masari also painted a picture of how the bandits have gotten bolder and their operations have increased in scope. He said, quote, when we started in 2015 in the Northwest, it was cattle rustling. Gradually, it now developed into banditry, rape, kidnappings. When all that the bandits can steal from the villagers along the fringe finished, they moved to the rustling of goats, sheep and even chicken. What we should do and what government should do now about high-profile kidnapping, in my state, they kidnapped four relatives of very senior government officials. When they cannot get anything to sustain themselves, they resort to high-profile kidnappings for money in cities and town. That is the danger. That is something that we must work hard to stop. End quote. Governor Masari is speaking there. So he's saying that things have gotten steadily worse, security-wise, since 2015 in Katsina. But he also says that things are better now under APC than they were under PDP. So which is it? Now, you cannot speak for Masari, but you can speak for yourself. Do you believe that the security situation has gotten better or worse? What do you think about Masari's claim that most of these bandits are coming from other countries? Because Nigeria is in a better economic position. 01465-7190. That number is for our women callers. 01465-7190. For the men, 0700-993-993-993. Hello, thank you for calling us. Yes, yeah, this is Joshua from Ijegun. Joshua, welcome. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, talking about those guys who were involved in the clash, mm -hmm. I think it's when immunity, immunity surely builds impunity. Mm -hmm. And when you remove M from immunity and put P there, P which is power, you are giving them power. When you are giving some people power, the wrong sort of people power, you put the P and they'll turn to impunity. Okay. That's what it does. These guys have, have become so immune. They are covered by politicians. Most of them are talked to politicians during elections. That's why they are so immune. They have arms. They have everything. So that's, that's what is causing all this um, while we're having. Thank you, Joshua, for calling us. We've got George in a gig. Hello, George. Thank you for calling. Yes. Hello, Sandra. Hi. Welcome. I'm good. And you? I'm very well. Thank God the weather is a little bit relaxed. Yes, we thank God, man. <laughs> we need more of that. Number one, mm -hmm. to the topic, mm -hmm. the wrong is treated last. Mm -hmm. I want to disagree with Mesari. You know why? Why? Because if the president of Nigeria had been proactive concerning these infidels coming into Nigeria, but they took it under these guys that are the grand patron of the global Fulani headers, mm. they were allowed to come in. And that was where the problem started. Not only that, before his ascension as president of Nigeria, where I worked, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a retired federal civil servant mm -hmm. and a senior citizen. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Back there, not east, not west, it's only not central that you will not find it. Although some of them still bring Emirate Council. That is their letter, mm. asking, they're asking that 
these elders be allowed to come in that they are part of us. Hmm. That is the truth. That was even before the ascension of President Muhammad Buhari. And I find it very strange that if Emirate Council can be can be above our constitution, hmm. because in diplomacy there's always rules of engagement. Right. For you to enter into another person's country, mm-hmm. you must be you must be Yes. Hmm. Yes, as a student of international relations. Mm-hmm. Yes. You must be disarmed. You cannot enter Going into the, another person's country with your uniform mm-hmm. is, is found out. Not to now talk of how much more weapon. Mm. But the president said, allow them. So what, so now, Mesari now saying that Nigeria is rich. No. That has always been the cover under which northern Nigeria operates. Yes, that is the gospel truth. But very soon, God is going to do, God, God is going to judge. I won't say more than that. Hmm. Because in, my, in Yoruba, hmm. there's a proverb mm-hmm. that, shabo bami, shemi bo shebami. that is, can I translate? Yes, of course, please. That you idol, if you cannot save me, just leave me where you have met me. Yes, that is what we expect this present government to have done with us Nigerians. Mm. I rest my case. George, thank you very much for calling us. Wow. We've got Goke Aiki on Twitter who says, from the report, it is stated that the rehabilitation will take 44 months for total completion. It will be in three phases, 18 months, 24 months, and 44 months. Uh-huh, but, uh, I mean, if the APC had come into power, and they had said, for instance, we did not start these projects because we were not sure the next government will continue them. Would Nigerians have accepted that? No. So even if it's going to take three phases, is that a good enough reason for them to not start it? We've got Daniel in Surulere on the line. Hello, Daniel. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome. I want to talk about the fight at um, K2. Yes, please. Go ahead. Thank you. Please. Can I ask you a question? Yes, Very please. simple one. Okay. Who brought these people into power? Which people now? I mean the people in power. You did. You voted them in. Look, I, I, I did not vote. Not we. Others. Most of these people at the post of... You, you, if, you, if you say you did not vote, then you voted them in. I did not vote. Yes. Possibly maybe because I'm not to the age. Let's not talk about that now. But I'm asking, these people at the bus stop, are they not the ones that brought them into power? Okay. If they are the ones that brought them into power, do you think anything can be done to them? Okay. That's just the point I'm trying to make. Okay. If, if we continue to allow these people at the bus stop to tell us what to do, Mm-hmm. Then we have a long way to go. I remember, some time ago, a video was shown. Mm. Those women that were held when they were coming back from the wedding at Niger, remember what one of them said? He asked one of them a question. He said, why are you people doing this? And they replied her that we brought them into power and they promised us a lot of things. They have not done any. That's why we are doing this. Gradually, gradually, everything is unfolding. And everything will keep unfolding before the Athena expire. We want to repair the refinery. What were they doing all this? Why? Why starting now? And don't forget, they will not finish it all. According to what I heard, they will not finish it until they leave. They will work, they will work for 44 or how many months. Mm. That doesn't mean the refinery will finish and it will start production. No. So why? Why all this? Daniel, thank you very much for calling. 99.3, hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, sorry about that. We've got Emmanuel who says, if Dangote Refinery, a modern refinery of higher capacity, costs $10 billion, it is absolutely senseless to rehabilitate a 1965 model refinery for $1.5 billion. We can build two brand new refineries with the $30 billion loan approved.
All right, Imano, thanks for your message. Mao, that's uh, Mike Odebo on Twitter, says, PH refinery should be outsourced and later sold to serious investors with requisite expertise. Nigeria is definitely attracting kidnappers all over the world due to government's approach with them. No decisive punishment for offenders, obvious danger. Mao, thank you for your message. Kalu Odo says, they should sell it as crap. As an investor, I would rather go for a refinery with modern technology than to buy Push and Start. <laughs> what a way to put it. Carlo, thank you very much. Watagwan says, rehabilitating Port Harcourt refinery is not yet time to ju jubilate until the job is done. We know how insincere the government can be. All right, let me go to WhatsApp. I've been taking your tweets. Now let me go to WhatsApp and take a look at your messages. Lola Day from Costain says, make this our government be serious for once. They should finish the projects at hand, not jumping from one to one. Clean Ogoni land, na lie. Finish Lagos Ibana Express Road, na lie. Our government, no, they try. They should leave the refinery for an another government to come. But can the government do multiple projects at once? I don't understand what you are saying. You know. Can they do more than one project at the same time? You can work and chew gum at the same time now. So why can't the government, you know, do multiple projects? I mean, government is not this small, uh, um, you know, atom or small piece. Government is large, right? So they, they surely can have their finger on a lot of pulses. No? We, don't you think so? We've got uh, somebody who says uh, anyone involved in kidnapping deserves the capital punishment. That's a message from Ifangi. Ifangi, thank you very much for sending your message in. Sandra, PH Refinery Rehabilitation. Why now? I see this move as an avenue for some greedy politicians to loot more ahead of 2023 election. Seriously, it's better to concession it to a private company for maintenance and repair. If not, Nigeria government cannot make it workable because corruption is the order of the day. That's a message from Steve. You know, Joe, Steve, thank you for your message. Uh, Dave from Surulere says, Sandra, these gangs are employed by government officials, politicians and royal fathers as their thugs. That's why they've grown to be powerful and lawless. Look at how wealthy their leaders have become. See what happened at Obalende the other day when the unions were terrorizing the community with guns and other dangerous weapons. What did the governor, his government and security agents do to them? Were these not the thugs the government and politicians employed and sponsored to atta attack innocent youth citizens exercising their fundamental constitutional rights to protest peacefully? Um, the government and politicians are involved in sponsoring... Oh, man, that's a lot of allegations you're making there. Like, quite a lot of allegations you're making. And quite frankly, uh, I can't keep reading that message. We've got um, somebody who's asking me how much it costs to travel out. So it's a lot of money. You better stay here and fix your country. It's a lot of money. <laughs> We've got a message from Mokena Daniels in South Africa. And Mokena says... If the kidnappings continue, then the national uh, security is still questionable. APC and opposition parties are going to use it to campaign and lie. All right, let's take a break, Lagos. Are you a young creative designer? Do you love culture? Tune in to The Ethical Fashion Show every Friday to discover how sustainable fashion trends are leading developments of African design talents. The Ethical Fashion Show, every Friday, 12.15 p.m. on your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Brought to you by Ethical Fashion Initiative. Life is good in Nigeria compared to our neighbors. And then he goes on to say that um, things have gotten steadily worse security-wise since 2015 in Katsina, but that things are better now under APC than they were under PDP. Then for our second story, I told you how there was a clash in Ketu yesterday between Fruit Boys and Ikosi Boys. The details are still sketchy, but these young men went... Uh, to meet the traditional ruler, they were kicked out of the palace and they allegedly began to attack the community and that's when Ikusi boys struck back. That was our second story. Our first story is that FEC approved $1.5 billion for fixing the Port Harcourt refinery. That's what we're talking about. Ewomazino is in Lekki. Thank you very much for calling us. Hello. Thank you for calling. Right. Yes. 
Now, the simple question I want to ask concerning that uh, refinery mm-hmm. is the $1.5 billion mm-hmm. for all the stages of the repairs? Yes. Or that, that $1.5 is going to be for first stage, and then another stage they will budget another money, and then just like that? They will keep going and keep going. I'll have to check. I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you. Okay, because if that is going to be what they will do, automatically we will know what they are doing. You understand? But if they have genuine intentions Mm -hmm. to really put the refinery to work, because we'll be complaining, why are we importing fuel as an oil-producing nation? And if that complaint gets to government and they decide to stand up now to begin to do something, my appeal to them that let them do it with genuine intentions mm. to solve the problem of the people, not with the intention for politicians to loot. Now, That's do, my do, do you think that um, what should happen here is that they refurbish it and we use it, or do you think they should sell it? They should refurbish it so that we can use it, because honestly, we need internal refineries. Mm-hmm. We cannot be the, the reason why we have this issue with subsidy is because we are importing. If we are no longer importing fuel, we have the oil. The oil is from us. Take it to our refinery, indigenous refinery, mm-hmm. refine it, and then sell it to the people. Fuel will become very cheap in Nigeria if that is done. Okay. All right, Awamazino, thank you very much for calling us. Uh, some people will listen to that and say, no, it will actually not be cheap because you have the Dangotes of the world, for instance, telling you that uh, his spell will not be cheap, even though he refines in Nigeria. We'll take, uh, do we have time for a final call? No, we don't. We don't have time for a final call, but I can take uh, a few messages uh, from Facebook. All right, so we've got uh, Aguago who says, Sandra, my exper- with my experience in selling refurbished things, the marked up profit between fixing to sell and selling outrightly without fixing is usually insignificant and it can amount to waste of time and resources. They should sell outright. Uh, if they want to sell, hold on, let me see. Should they want to sell, let them sell outright. No investor in their right minds will price high a refurbished refinery from Nigeria. All right, Google Doc Memu, thank you very much for your message. Um, we've got Adebola Samson. Hmm, okay, I, this government should pack their bag and go for who to take over. Adebola Gun is asking that question. Well, that's a good question. Uh, Osaivie says, it would be nice to see these projects completed once and for all. Um, at least our refineries should be working. But these government over time cannot do without corruption that the fear we Nigerians have is that the money might be looted. All right. Osaivie is actually watching from Benin. Osaivie, good to have you on the show. Let's bring you business news and then we'll bring you League of Extraordinary Nigerians. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. Don't forget, we have the House Committee Chairman on Transportation joining us at 5 o'clock to talk about the tensions between road transport workers, the unions, the drivers, all of that, and we rose as well. 5 p.m., that's when that conversation will happen. Don't go away.